Hello and welcome to Eco Justice Radio. My name is J.P. Morris, and today we have an interview hosted by Carrie Kim. She'll be talking to Stephanie Mushrush and Carrie C.C. Sage Curley. Stephanie Mushrush is a co-founder of Red Earth Defense, a grassroots indigenous-led L.A. community organization, a many winters gathering of elders, core committee member, and an organizer with Apache Stronghold to protect Oak Flat in Arizona. Stephanie is a member of the Washoe Tribe of Nevada and California and identifies as an urban native as well as half Filipina. After working at Sherman Indian High School for nearly a decade, Stephanie earned her Master of Social Welfare from UCLA in 2013. Carrie C.C. Sage Curley is a key member of the Apache Stronghold Spiritual Movement to Save Oak Flat. She resides on San Carlos Apache Reservation. C.C. is among the stronghold that maintained an Oak Flat occupation that lasted over 1.5 years, extended from the first annual gathering in February 2015. As a longstanding artivist, C.C. uses her art as a weapon to support and engage people in the Apache Stronghold Spiritual Movement to Save Oak Flat. So here is our interview with Carrie Kim. You're listening to Eco Justice Radio. Go 
Aloha. My name is Carrie Kim, and we're here with Stephanie Mushrush, co-founder of Red Earth Defense, and Carrie C.C. Sage Curley, key member of the Apache Stronghold Spiritual Movement to Save Oak Flat. Many thanks to you both for coming on the show. Welcome. We're so happy that you've come to speak about Chichil Bidop Bilda Gotil, also known as Oak Flat. So, Stephanie, if you could begin by telling us what is Apache Stronghold? Okay. Um, well, first, I would like to introduce myself. Um, so, Hunga Meheji, Stephanie Degum Deatlei, Degoit Washishu Hungalot Tishilu, Idat Dilat Bilapina, Degoit Randall Mushrush, Idat Dilat Josephine Mushrush. So, I'm Stephanie. I'm a member of the Washoe Tribe of Nevada and California, and I'm also half Filipina. And um, I'm, I've worked to organize with Apache Stronghold in support of the Stronghold. And so Apache Stronghold is a group of Apache or Ine, um people, individuals, families who are primarily from the San Carlos Apache Reservation in Arizona, which is about an hour and a half or two hours east of Phoenix. Mm. And so they're a, a spiritual movement a group of people who have gathered to build a spiritual movement, rather, um, to protect sacred sites, which include Oak Flat Campground, Chichil Bedagotil, and Mount Graham, as well as other sacred sites. Mm. Could you tell, I know Mount Graham has its original name. Could you share with us what that, that name is? Cece might be a better person to, uh, to pronounce that. Could you share the original name of Mount Graham for us? Can you hear us, Cece? For Mount Graham? Yeah. What the name is in your language, your native language? Um, this name, this mm. It's important. It's important for people to remember that there's names that were the original names, not sort of the colonizer names. But I, I'm, I wanted to see, you know, on the on the website for Saving Oak Flat, it says that it's a spiritual journey of healing to confront the deception of the birth of America. I was wondering if you could comment on that, Cece, what that means to you. For the speaking our, our, uh, our mountains in our traditional language? About the spiritual journey of healing to confront the deception of the birth of America. Because that's what it says oh, on this. Um, it's it's very important us as Indigenous people to really um, understand further and foremost before you take a step into these fights um, to understand where you come from. Mm. As as Indigenous people, it's for us. It's our clan, mm-hmm. um, which mine is Kaitet um, Eden. And St. Carlos is not my home, but it's where I live. Uh-huh. So my clan comes more from the Camp Birdie area. 
Okay. Which is probably, I would say, maybe like two hours north of here, mm-hmm. north northwest of, of St. Carlos. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to know where you stand in this world before you take steps to these uh to these fights as individuals so therefore you know exactly where you come from and your blood your blood lineage and all that and spirituality is a big impact on that mm. so can you tell us how you got involved with the Save Oak Flat movement was it because you live there primarily or what prompted you to get involved with this movement yeah, how I got involved was um, the former chairman and former councilman of my district, Peridot, here in St. Carlos. Um, we started um, a small core group of figuring out, hearing about the aquifers that were at stake and trying to figure out how can we wake up our community about the water issue here. So we started having core meetings in his office over in Peridot District, and from there it started, you know, just brainstorming and talking with other, um, the younger people and then the elders, just hearing our strategies and ideas of how we can get um, the word out about this struggle that we're going to hit with the Resolution Copper and the water. And Mm -hmm. from there, um, I'm also an artist as well, so I know that... um, my art can be used, as I say, as a weapon um, for the movement of the stronghold. And ever since then, um, I just been a uh, it's been a big impact on me on trying to get um, the word out for this fight for Chichilpatagotil. So, so we understand that that's that, how I became a member of it. Um, we we understand that the resolution copper mine. I mean, basically, is the proposal to to um, operate an underground copper mine seven thousand feet deep, which is like five Empire State buildings, right, in yeah. on sacred lands yeah. that, that were sacred to the, the San Carlos Apache and um, yeah. also impacts the... Uh, well, there's something that the former chairman, uh, Wensler, had spoken about mm-hmm. that you have certain sacred sites and they're not even on the supposed the reservation. I hate to use that word, but to on the reservation that, that are your sacred sites that you go to for cultural renewal and they don't you know, reservations like a misperception or misconception that that's really your where you live or should live or are relegated to these barriers. And so um we understand that that's a huge um that's a huge part of the, the the well, actually, the Apache is not the correct name, right? That's also a colonizer name. So maybe you could share with us what really is the the original name of the the San, Car- San Carlos Nation. What would it? Well, the original name. There's a lot of bands of Apache. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, in there, some people say in there, in there. So. Hmm. So so we understand that, uh, you know, for you, when you say cultural renewal and the Apache way of life, what does that, what does that mean for you personally? I mean, how do you for renew? For me personally? Yes. Uh, first and foremost is having the connection to Negostan. Negostan's our Mother Earth. And um, understanding um, all the life that she has to give to you. Um, walking with the seasons and understanding the changing of the seasons, that's great significance to us as in their people. And um, 
again, our four directions, our four colors, our sacred colors, and understanding, um, I guess, just really um, self-respect for who you are as in there mm-hmm. and where you come from. Um, the mountains are our holy mountains and the medicine that it has to offer and knowing as in that people, you only take what you need, um, never taking, you know, never being greedy and taking uh, more than what you need, but always leaving some. So, and knowing that we are traveling people, hmm. um, and that's that's why it's it's very hard for the community to understand that um, stepping out of that little box of St. Carlos or the boundaries that they put us on as reservations, and knowing that our people walk to all these sacred mountains mm-hmm. um, for prayer, for water, for medicine. So you weren't confined to those areas. That's really what it's all about. Well, Windsor also, he had commented that the Apache were prisoners of war, essentially, and were confined to what he's called it a concentration camp at San Carlos, the 100 miles. Yeah, that's the old St. Carlos, yeah. Mm-hmm. So some, for, for listeners who don't know, that would be 100 miles east of what is now known today as Phoenix, and the POW sort of camp is now the reservation, correct? Yeah, the reservation is actually about two hours east of Phoenix. Um, but St. Carlos, the old St. Carlos, is probably about, hmm, let's say, probably at least 15, maybe even 18 miles south of the of the BIA office as now downtown St. Carlos today. Hmm. And well, um, that's where the old St. Carlos Lake is. And we do have a memorial there mm-hmm. on site, um, mm-hmm. which Windsor um, has... Um, worked on, and I know he wants to do more stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, to educate. As far as some of the elders that gone um, past, we have plaques, and we have a memorial run there, held there, um, in memory of them, and that's called uh, House 40 Acres. Mm. You go there, um, it's a place where there's no trees, um, you know, there's no water, there's no food. It's very scarce for us as in that people, because like I was telling you before, we would go up to our mountains and you know, get the medicinal and the food that we needed. But you go there, there's there's no shade for us. And mm-hmm. that's where they encamped, um, not just St. Carlos, but White Mountain and and so on. They had different bands of Apaches all, all held there. So. Mm. Can you tell us, well, both you and Stephanie are both artists and you're also activists, and you use this term artivist. And I was wondering if you can speak about what is the difference between an artivist and an activist? And why are artivists essential now? Stephanie? <laughs> uh, either of you can weigh in on that. <laughs> I guess my thoughts, or my thought as a singer, um, songwriter, musician, being an artivist means bringing the issues and the heart of the people to your art, to your craft, and using it in a way that builds awareness and builds momentum for movements, um, issues that might not have never reached certain areas or certain crowds, certain neighborhoods, people, cities. Um, I knew that as soon as I became involved with Oak Flat, and it touched me in the way that it did in February of 2015 when when the original occupation started. 
I knew that I was going to bring it back to Los Angeles and that I was going to do everything that I could to tell more people about it. Because um, that's kind of what Wensler, who is the um, the leader of Apache Stronghold, Wensler Nosy Sr., what he instills in us and teaches us um, about bringing that spiritual movement back to your communities and helping grow the movement. And so I think that that's what the heart of artivism is about, is growing like like really exponentially through your art and through your spirit, which comes through with your art. And so I know that with my songs, I, I aim to do that. And I know that with Cece, um, I've seen her do that. And I actually uh, worked on getting her to create the first female mural in Indian mm-hmm. Alley in mm-hmm. downtown Los Angeles, uh, which is on Winston Street. And next to the original site of United American Indian Involvement. So in August of 2015, Cece was the first female Native artist to contribute there. And that was, I think, one of the first pieces that she contributed to this city to build awareness about the Apache people. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Well, you know, one of the things about Apache Stronghold and that's very striking is or that's important and seems to be an imperative is that it's described as a spiritual movement. I mean, it's there very clearly. And if you could speak about why is it so important to state that out front like that? And why is it so imperative to everything you're doing? That's fronted, you know, for people to really understand this is a spiritual movement and making that distinction. Can you speak to that? Importance. That word. Yes. Um, spirituality is definitely instilled as, I mean, in their culture, it's a way of our ancestors. It's a way of many families today. Um, we're not trying to say to only pray, you know, Apache traditional way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. There's very powerful praying people out there. Like I tell my family, I can go inside a church and I can feel the spirit. Mm-hmm. I can go and mm-hmm. dance at a sunrise dance and mm-hmm. I can feel the spirit. Mm-hmm. So that's the bridge that we're trying to um, to make a connection for is we just want people to stand together no matter which way or how you pray unto your God. Mm-hmm. It's um, I think that's that's something that's being lost these days, especially in... Um, the young people sometimes you don't you never you know I I find it very rare that I find a friend that I can say will you pray with me on this or mm. you know kids don't don't say that but I'm I find myself in a group of um, brothers and sisters who I met on this journey a spiritual journey mm-hmm. um, who will pray with me who will stand by me and pray with me and of course Stephanie is one of them and um what Windsor tells you, um, I like this quote that he has, is, it's a personal journey to a sacred unity. Mm-hmm. And I really love that quote mm-hmm. that he that he, uh, he put out because when you're on these runs and you're on these walks, I mean, we march 43 miles off the reservation to get to Chichipotagotil, Oak Flat. And um, it's, it's all you. I mean, it's no one there, you know, holding your hand. Um, your mom's not there, you know, your dad's not there with you. It's, it's just you. 
And in that time when you're holding that staff with the feathers on it, everything in your mind is wanting to tell you to stop, you know, to to get in a car, to, you know, just just give up. I mean, everything evil is thrown at you. You can't do this. Why are you doing this? Your feet hurt. Um, so all that is, you know, mentality. So when you have that that staff in your hand or you're praying or you see, you know, your family or you see an elderly or you see the youth that keep going, that puts a fire in you, and that's that spirit. Mm-hmm. So for us as as Oak Flat, as the stronghold, we hear a very powerful praying people back in our day to medicine women, to medicine men, and the great powers that they had. Um, mm-hmm. For instance, Lozen, um, you know, female warrior, sister of uh, Chief Victorio, mm-hmm. who fought alongside with the men. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was very rare to, to see. Um, but she, what she would do is she would hold her hands up and she would turn clockwise and she would pray to you sin and within that time when she's turning wherever her hands start to feel tingly kind of like on a like a tingly feeling that's the direction that she knew the enemy was uh-huh. so she would lead her people the opposite way of that yeah so you hear of that sure. you know these 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 um great gifts that creator you sin has given our ancestors to live um and that's what we want people to understand is that the power of prayer, it's, it's beyond all of us. Spirituality is beyond all of us. When I marched the first time, you know, to Oak Flat, and this is what I share with people is it's changed my life forever because I see now that there's a fleshly side and I see now that there's a spiritual side. But mm-hmm. I had to suffer and I had to endure that mm-hmm. to see my spiritual side. So Have you, in, in life today... Um, I try to lean more on my on my spirit now, mm-hmm. meaning if I were to get angry and lash at someone, that's my fleshy side because I'm not thinking it through my spirit. Got you it. sin, yeah. God, creator, please give me the right words to talk to my family or my friend about this, you know, and that's very important. Well, can you tell us the uh, on the march, it's open to anyone, correct? It's not just for people of your nation. Yes, right? it's, it's open to anyone. And um, everyone, it's going to be here on February 8th through the 10th. Mm-hmm. And this is our fifth annual march. Um, Friday on the 8th, the march will start at Old St. Carlos Memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, we'll march and run into Globe, Arizona. Saturday, we stay there at um, Fry's parking lot. And then from there, we start up early in the morning. And then therefore, we start climbing the mountain up to Oak Flat. Mm-hmm. And that's where, it, you know, the run starts to really endure um, on the young, on the people who are going to make that journey up on the mountain. So. so, you know, on the marches, I wonder, do you find it's pretty intergenerational or do you find it's more, I mean, is it kind of evenly spread between the ages or does it, is it more populated by youth or who, or more the elders even? I'd, how is it at the marches? Is it... Mm-hmm. We have, like I say, a pretty big range. Um, we have my my eighty my eighty year old um, Ch- uh, Chitru, my grandpa, who marches with us, mm-hmm. and so on. We have elders, and we do have you know the young kids who run it. Um, so it's a big range mm-hmm. of people. Like I like I said, um, I could look at you know my aunts who are 
who are up there and to see them keep going puts a fire in me and then to seeing a young kid and the energy that they have. So it's a great balance. Yeah, well, it's still that intergenerational learning just to see how everybody makes it to through the 43 yeah. miles, right, in their own unique way as well. But, you know, what have you seen? Yeah. I'm wondering what you've seen change. I mean, both of you, this is the fifth year of the march, and I'm wondering, mm-hmm. you've probably seen people return year after year, and then mm-hmm. there's new people. So I'm wondering what you've seen change over the course of these, you know, moving into the fifth fifth one. What has been the changes you've noticed in people, in the march itself, in the movement? Well, for for one, um, I just want to say um, uh, yeah to those that uh, that passed on um, in this movement within these five years. We have some people who are no longer with us, um, but we keep them in our prayers. And just to seeing these these young kids grow up, you know, into adults, and it's it's always good to to see family again. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, is seeing our brothers and sisters come back together. It's, it's, always, it's always a good feeling, you know. Yeah. Hey, you know, marching <laughs> and running with them and encouraging one another. But seeing how you've grown, too, right? How you've grown and, and become more empowered over the years, too, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah and it seems, honestly, every year <laughs> we get faster and faster. <laughs> yeah, last year we, it was really fast. It's really amazing if you've never been part of a spiritual run or march to see because Wensler and the Nosy family have been doing this for generations, like not just this Oak Flat mm-hmm. run. They they have other spiritual runs that happen, and it's it's down to a science how how quickly it happens and how they do the relays and it's really beautiful to see how how people are really running spiritually like with prayer and it keeps you going and fast <laughs> <laughs> well i wanted you both to if you could uh comment because we know that there's the Save Oak Flat Act right now. And if you could speak about, you know, are you encouraged by this reintroduction of the Save Oak Flat Act? And what is it, actually? Um, I'm really, really quick before Steph shares a little bit more on that. um, I just want to say we just got done doing two sessions here in um, Globe, Arizona at the high school Mm -hmm. where um, Windsor, myself and uh, Vanessa, we all graduated um, uh, we got to speak on Oak Flat, and after that, we went down to sit down at a restaurant here, and we got the news, and man, we just we just started smiling, and this is what we're saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. We needed a miracle, and this mm-hmm. is it, and this is what spirituality fight looks mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Um, getting that news. You don't know how it's going to move, so. And you don't know how long really it's going to take, right? That shares more on it. You don't know mm-hmm. how long it's going to take. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is the third time that this bill has been introduced. So I was saying that this is third time's a charm. And so currently um, there's two bills. Um, Raul Grijalva, um, Arizona representative, introduced it, and as well as Bernie Sanders, um, Vermont senator. And currently there's 26 representatives who who have co-sponsored it and five senators. So I know that they want more and more people to co-sponsor. We need more and more people. So the bills actually will prevent the Resolution Copper from uh, building this mine? It will remove or reverse the land exchange bill okay. portion of, of that. Yeah. So that was the land swap that we mm-hmm. didn't really go into depth about, but it was a land swap that was in a bill, right? Yes, it was slipped mm-hmm. into the 2015 National Defense 
Authorization Act, and it basically mm-hmm. gave it exchanged par- parcels of land for Oak Flat Campground and gave that land to a foreign mining corporation, which is Resolution Copper. Yeah, these multinationals. Well, we we're just about out of time, but I know you have an upcoming teach-in, Stephanie, about Oak Flat and Long Beach coming up. Yes, right? um, yes. Yeah, so it's Saturday, January twenty-sixth at. 3.30 to 6. It's going to be held at Flora y Tierra in Long Beach. And you can find more out about that on our Facebook page, Red Earth Defense. Mm-hmm. And also information about the fifth annual March to Save Oak Flat would be on the Apache Stronghold Facebook page or apache-stronghold.com. And what about for you, uh, Carrie? Should people reach out to you uh, regarding, you know, on Apache Stronghold as well? Because Yes, you can go to the website, mm-hmm. or you can, also on the website, you will find um, Windsor Nosey and Vanessa Nosey's uh, number. Okay, so Apache Stronghold listeners is where you want to connect with Apache Stronghold. What was the Apache Stronghold? Apache-stronghold.com. Apache-stronghold.com. You can find them online, and you can also find Red Earth Defense on Facebook listeners. Please stay tuned because this is a really uh, important time right now for this movement with this act and and really what you guys have, I mean, the work that has been going on and your commitment obviously has allowed this to go to the level that it is now. You know, that this is a big turn. This is a huge turning point, right? A lot of prayers around yeah. the world. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you both. I wish we had, well, we, I feel like we barely scraped the surface of everything we wanted to talk about, but thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing um, sharing about the the Apache way of life, the, the in the in the way of life, in the <laughs> way of life, and we hope to bring you back on the show to, to go deeper into all of this and your artivism. Thank, Thank you both. You. Thank you so much. Yeah. And that is it for our show. Thank you for tuning in to Eco Justice Radio. I want to thank Stephanie and Cece for coming on to the show. Eco Justice Radio is brought to you by SoCal 350 and KPFK. Executive producer Mark Morris, interview hosted by Carrie Kim, and original music by Javier Cadre. My name is JP Morris, and until next time, remember the power is yours. Eco Justice Radio.